When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From movie set to multiplex, it's the business of film with James Cameron Wilson. Pardon me, boy. Is this the Transylvania station? Yeah, yeah. Truck 29. I'm the dude. Play it, Sam. Play as time goes by. Oh, I get all misty when I hear clips from Casablanca. About time to watch it again. I'm Simon Rose in conversation on the business of film with James Cameron Wilson. James, where are we going to begin today? Not sadly, I suspect, with Casablanca. <laughs> Not on this occasion. It's a very interesting situation here, as most of the big films in the chart have plummeted from the previous weekend. And yet the overall box office has increased by 4.6%. And I was scratching my head this morning and thinking, why is this? And I think what happened is when Freedom Day arrived and the lockdown was eased, Mm. the cinemas didn't have any films. So all the multiplexes were getting snapping up these new features. And of course, it cost them every time to so-called unlock a film and register it with their venue Mm. from the distributor and i think now there's so many big movies in distribution they're getting a bit lazy and think well these films are making a lot of money so instead like three weeks ago there weren't enough days in my week to see all the new films and now my local view multiplex is only opening one new film a week so what's happening is there are still all the new entries But the old films are making less to make way for the new entries. But overall, the box office has increased. Uh, Do you follow me? I do. I do. Um, Yes, 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 yes. Okay. well, it's quite intriguing. It's it's good that box office generally is is going up. Well, yeah, overall, it's not good for the distributors who put a lot of money uh, behind the marketing of a particular film. Mm. Because, for instance, the, the Suicide Squad has plummeted 53%. Jungle wow. Cruise. And that got good reviews. Uh, it was, it's terrific. It's by far the best film in the top 10. Mm. And Jungle Cruise dropped by 57%, even though it's the summer holidays. But then there are all these new films coming in, soaking up the other punters. Mm. So the, the pe- people are going to the cinema it's in droves. There's just more films to see. Well, I get it's a little like um, when we caught up after the screenwriters' strike, didn't we? For, to begin with, there were very few films, and then suddenly there was a whole sort of batch of them. But yeah. I mean, I guess that's you know, if, if you effectively suspend film production for a year or more, that's what's going to happen and the cinema has been closed for so long of course as well well james so what is leading the box office then well this is a very interesting film because this is really the litmus test because it's a disney feature 
which is not part of a franchise. It's not a sequel. It's not a remake. It's a total original. And it's not showing on Disney+. Plus. It's only showing in the cinemas. And reading the trade press in America, they were anticipating maybe it would make 15 million over the weekend, mm-hmm. maybe reach a ceiling of 20 million. The film is called Free Guy. It's the third film currently being distributed around the country with Ryan Reynolds attached. Right, okay. And in the US over the weekend, it did make over 15 million, which I was thrilled about. It actually took 28.4 million in the US. Wow, so almost double the expectations. Almost double the lowest end of expectation, which is really good news. And globally, that's a tally of $51 million. And over here, uh, it made £2.4 million. And I was really surprised. I had no expectations about this film at all. I'd rather gone off Ryan Reynolds after The Crude's A New Age and The Hitman's Wife <laughs> Bodyguard. And yeah. he was just recycling the same old ticks. And I walked into the cinema and I was aghast, Simon. It was packed. I haven't seen a packed cinema this year. But thought, why? Okay, so 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 why? Let's not before we even talk about what you saw. Why was it packed? I I don't think I'd even heard of the film. You said you had low expectations. What was drawing people in? Surely not just Ryan Reynolds, because you point out there've been a few turkeys along the way. I can only think because, as you know, you and I and many of my film critic friends never watch trailers. It hmm. must have had a great trailer. Maybe people are tired of sequels and remakes and wanted to see something totally fresh. And I can only presume it was the trailers. And well, you can't even cite word of mouth. No, because it hasn't opened. Nobody's seen it. (laughs) So I walked in and thought, because I went to the very first screening. Uh, the next in, time in you go back to the town. cinema, do do ask the staff, which I know you often talk to them. Just well, see if they've got a them. see if they've got an idea why. Yeah, I so, was really surprised, and people kept coming in, and even after it started, people were coming in. I thought, am I going to be made to leave? Because of course, I got a free seat. <laughs> that and would I, be awful. I um, have been made to leave in the past. Have you? Oh, good yeah, gracious! Yeah. Oh, I remember I went with my daughter to see Little Women, and she said, "Yeah, of course, um, there's a couple of seats." But obviously, because I'm a critic circle, I'm mm. only allowed uh, comps if, if there aren't any free seats. Yes, yes, of course. So Mars wants, yeah, bums well, on obviously. seats. So we had to leave mid-film, 20 you minutes should, in. You should have just shelled out some cash. <laughs> bid, bid for the seat. Um, so, James, was it worth it? That's the well, most important thing. Tell us what the film is. I've no well, real idea. Well, I love the title for a start, Free Guy. For once, we have a film about violence which isn't actually that violent. At least it spares us the so-called injury detail, which now seems mandatory in Mm. action comedy blockbusters. Bizarrely, Free Guy seemed like a family film about violence and is a commentary on the brutality of video game culture. And don't tell me children don't play video games. And while the movie will inevitably invite comparisons to other films from The Truman Show to Inception via Steven Spielberg's brilliant Ready Player One, it still still feels totally fresh. 
and here's the good news. Uh, it You just can't see it anywhere else on any streaming platform near you. Um, so this is the ultimate litmus test for the state of the box office mm. in these post-lockdown times. So I re- I've been keeping a very beady eye on this, and I'm absolutely thrilled to see how much money it's made. Third time lucky. I was, as, as you know, I'm not an admirer of Ryan Reynolds of late. Uh, I knew nothing about Free Guy going in, but my expectations were not high, although I was looking forward to seeing Jodie Comer on the big screen. Oh, yes. Chameleonic actress from Killing Eve. Yes. I think she had a she had a cameo in The Rise of Skywalker, but I've never seen her on the big screen before. However, my misgivings were lumped at the door of the film's director, Sean Levy, who brought us Big Fat Liar, the Steve Martin remakes Cheaper by the Dozen, and The Pink Panther, and the critically ridiculed Date Night. Oh, but he, he has done some decent films, or reasonable films, hasn't he? And he was involved with Stranger Things on TV. Yes, yes, which is uh, which why Joe amazing. Keery from Stranger Things is in this. Right, right. I thought, because uh, now, because you keep on banging on about Netflix and these <laughs> others, I've started watching Stranger Things, and I'm loving it. And I now know who Joe Keery is, right. and, of course, Millie Bob Brown. I think the anyway. best thing said about Stranger Things was if Steven Spielberg had been making TV in the 70s, this would be what he'd made. Indeed. So um, yeah. that is where Sean Levy comes into his yeah. own and with Free Guy. Anyway, Guy, played by Ryan Reynolds, wakes up every morning with a big smile on his face. He tells us on the soundtrack, my name is Guy and I live in paradise. What's not to like? He has a wonderful apartment, a loyal goldfish called Goldie, and a best friend, Buddy, played by the ubiquitous Lil Rel Howry. And to cab it all off, when he turns up at his corner shop, the baristress Missy, and it's always Missy, <laughs> has his favourite brew waiting for him. The best coffee in the world, medium with cream and two sugars. Mm. And this is important. This paradise of guys is called Free City and is divided into two types of people. The friendly, everyday people like Guy and Buddy and the others who wear sunglasses. Guy's only regret is that he doesn't have a girlfriend to share this Eden with. And 40 is kind of old for a virgin. Mm. There might be another problem, except Guy seems totally oblivious to it. The bank at which he and Buddy work is repeatedly robbed, like several times a day. Right. But it's all part of the routine, and Guy and Buddy just lie down on the floor until it's all over. He also seems mindful of all the people dying around him on the street, the multiple car crashes, and occasional helicopter plowing into the side of a tower block. But what Guy doesn't know is that he's an NPC, in gaming terms, a non player character. He's not real. And his life is a video game. Then he decides to order a cappuccino. And his world is transformed forever. It may help if you know the lingo of video games. And have I, I haven't told you anything about the story. But it, also, if you have an idea about how the whole... No, actually, if you'd actually made the trailer using all that, I'd be quite intrigued, I confess. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and... 
But I, I think we, we've all been exposed to the medium long enough to follow what is going on in Free Guy, that his digital DNA is preserved on a server somewhere, and that DNA is just a line of code, a series of zeros and ones. As Walter, played by Joe Keery from Strange Things, uh, says, the zeros and ones never let you down. Words always let you down. But can Guy be deleted when he starts misbehaving? And he starts helping people out on the street. James, but, before you start telling us how good or bad the film is, let's just pause briefly okay. for four breaths, get that out of the way. I'm not usually this enthusiastic. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Simon Rays, you're listening to the business of film on Share Radio, where James Cameron Willis is having trouble restraining his enthusiasm. I mean, I, you know, haven't told me us if you like the film or not, James, but I think I'm expecting it's going to go that way. It's smart. It's original. It's like the Truman Show meets Inception. I've never liked, loved Ryan Reynolds more. Mm. I can't believe he's been around now for 28 years. Well, it doesn't seem very different when he started, does he? Well, no, he looks the same, which well, is perhaps, just perhaps Hollywood have found a way of, of um, somehow simulating him so he never gets any older. Well, he had the title role in Van Wilder, which is the first time I really clocked him. And that was 19 years ago, which I saw with you at the Warner West End. Maybe yeah, you weren't there, but... Anyway, there. it's very, very funny. I love the title. Uh, fans of Channing Tatum uh, will be pleased because he gets to do some amazing new moves. Mm. And the script is just sparkling. I, mean, was, I just keep on thinking of moments from the film. Like when he, he's about to be shot dead by Muggers and he says, please, I have a goldfish. <laughs> that's all he got in his life. And it's now such a cliche. I have a wife and children. I mean, it's really smart. It's really funny. And inevitably, it is plowing new ground, but in a very fresh way. And I, I can't take up the whole program talking about it. But the film critics I know who I talk to have loved this as well. And it's making money. And I'm just so thrilled. So, well, that's a free guy. I'm just most intrigued how the public seem to have cottoned onto it before critics or anybody else have had a chance to see it. Um, intriguing, James. Well, I won't watch the trailer until after I've seen the film, but this might be the one to get me back in the cinema. I hope uh, so. I hope so. We've got to talk so, about the chart. Yes, let's zip through the, the chart because, of course, we take on quite a lot of time already with free guy. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. But I, I think maybe you may be able to avoid the film at number two, which is Paw Patrol, the movie, which <laughs> right, is okay. a Canadian computer animated cartoon from, of course, the TV series Paw Patrol about the boy called Ryder and his crew of search and rescue mm -hmm. dogs. Mm -hmm. Here we're introduced to the all new character of Liberty, a savvy dachshund. And it's co-starring the voice of none other than Kim Kardashian as Dolores a sassy poodle. 
I think you're going to have so much fun if you go and see this, but mm-hmm. don't expect me to review it for the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number three, The Suicide Squad, which I loved even more than Free Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm in seventh heaven at the moment. The Suicide Squad, not to be confused with Suicide Squad, even though both are starring Margot Robbie. This made £1.1 million last weekend, down 53% for a total of £10.8 million. Number four, we've got Jungle Cruise, down two places and down 57% for a total of £8.5 million. Space Jam, A New Legacy at number five, down three. I mean, basically, they've all gone down three places to make way for Paw Patrol, the movie, and Free Guy. So Space Jam, New Legacy, is now got a total of 10.1 million. The crew to New Age has gone down. But we have a new film at number seven, Don't Breathe 2, which only made under £350,000, which is starring Stephen Lang. Didn't get very good reviews. It's a thriller, and I did love the first one. But as I say, my multiplex is only opening one new... Okay, it was showing Paw Patrol, the movie, uh, to be fair. But all the new... I really wanted to see The Courier. Mm. But, so I had to go further afield to see The Courier, because I'm such a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, mm. So I, I can talk about The Courier now, which is at number eight which was showing at 422 cinemas for a very poor average of £767 per screen. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's not really... I don't know. I suppose I felt it was more like a TV movie, but few actors do heartbreak better than Benedict Cumberbatch, and he's collecting quite a back catalogue of noble real-life high achievers from Alan Turing of course in the imitation game to Thomas Edison in the current war not to be confused with the current war it's the current war he of course he's also played William Pitt the younger in Amazing Grace yes, he was the botanist Joseph Hooker in creation Julian Assange in the fifth estate and of course on television he played Dominic Cummings do you remember um, I do. I can't remember what it was called. The movie Brexit, about Brexit. the Uncivil the, War. That was it. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember. And of course, he played Stephen Hawking in Hawking. Mm. So he, here's another real life character to add to his palette. Here he's Greville Wynne, an accidental spy, at least a reluctant one, who puts an inordinate amount of strain on his marriage to Sheila, played by Jesse Buckley in another display of her chameleonic range. The time is 1960, when the world was teetering on the brink of atomic oblivion, when everybody smoked as if there was no tomorrow, which possibly there wasn't. Yes, This is the Cold War, and we've seen a lot of these cloak and dagger thrillers before. And I was wondering what drew Cumberbatch, and indeed the director Dominic Cook, to such... A particular this particular story and i suspect that cumberbatch was drawn to the character as he's quite a multi-layered human being while stoutly patriotic he's not without his flaws he's a bit dull and cumberbatch has thrown his all into the performance include he lost i don't want to give too much away but he did have to lose 21 pounds which is no mean feat for a man of such a slim mm-hmm. build. But Greville Wynne is also a father, a husband, 
albeit not a very faithful one, but mainly a traveling salesman. And well, his dullness, uh, he is, he's an ideal messenger to bring back important documents from behind the Iron Curtain. As the MI6 representative Dickie Franks, played by Angus Wright, says, nobody could suspect Greville because he's out of shape and he has a drinking problem. Mm. <laughs> he is above suspicion. However, he is sworn to secrecy. He cannot tell anybody what he is up to, not even his wife. So when he starts disappearing at long stretches of time and starts doing sit-ups and push-ups because of this comment that Angus Wright <laughs> yes, made, yes, yes. Um, obviously Sheila uh, starts smelling a rat. And due to a previous marital indiscretion, he, uh, she suspects he's having another affair. What the film does show is the enormous love that Greville has for his family. Yet because of his previous dalliance, his new patriotic heroism threatens to destroy the domestic status quo. And there's nothing like unrewarded sacrifice to coax a lump into the throat. However, Jesse Buckley's role is relatively small, albeit a constant presence uh, in the drama as we follow Greville's burgeoning friendship with his counterpart in Moscow, Oleg Penkovsky, played by the magnificent Georgian actor Mirab Nainij. You will know Nainij more from TV, like me, Simon, than film, as he made an impression in such series as McMafia and Homeland, both of which I did see. So I know uh, Nainij. Here, mm. he too uh, expresses his enormous love for his family, while exhibiting mountain consternation at the brash saber-rattling of the Premier Khrushchev. Uh, what the Courier does succeed, I felt, was showing the escalating horror in the West of the possibility of nuclear annihilation, uh, something families and homes had to live with on a daily basis. Mm. However, to me, it doesn't really feel like a big-screen story in spite of respectable, a respectable budget. And I felt it was rather conventional, in the telling. But if it wasn't for Benedict Cumberbatch's performance, I'm not sure, I don't know many people I could recommend it to. It's quite an interesting story, but there have been so many amazing films like Bridge of Spies. Again, I yes. have to mention the name Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And I'm just wondering who would actually be enticed to see this. Well, clearly not very many if it opens at, um, what did you say, number seven, number eight? I can't remember now. Number seven. Number seven. Yeah. Which is very sad. With a very low Sorry, number eight, you were right. Number, number eight. eight. No, okay. Don't Breathe 2 was at number seven. So very quickly, we've got Spirit Untamed at number nine, which is, again, down 51% for a total of 2.2 million, which, funnily enough, I still keep on thinking of that film. It obviously had, had a huge impact on me. And okay. number 10, Black Widow, which is down five places down 58% for a total of £18.2 million. Pounds. And I'll be very interested to follow Scarlett Johansson's court case against Disney mm. for showing it on um, Disney Plus as well. Well, be intriguing to see, given um, Free Guy, whether it turns out that, irrespective of the outcome of the court case, whether actually, just simply from a business point of view, they made a big mistake. Mm. Well, absolutely. So, yeah, I'll be very interested to see Free Guy next week, how it's doing. But I, I know we've practically run out of time. We are rabbiting on about Free Guy. But I saw four new DVDs, but well, old DVDs, really. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't know. I what you've not got time for four of them. But okay. 
But I did. I would just want to mention. I saw Antebellum a third time, and I showed it to a mate of mine who I thought would really like it. And he's asked if he could borrow it because he wants to see it again. And I keep so on we saying mentioned Antebellum. that just the other day, didn't we? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, because I think it just fell under the radar. And I because dear Haley Mills had written a lovely chapter for my new book. Hmm. I, I felt awful that I hadn't seen her first film, hmm. Tiger Bay. So I sat down. Uh, now that we've you know we've been in touch because I felt I should see it. And have you seen Tiger Bay? Oh, a long, long time ago. I can't remember much about it. Well. I was really riveted by it. Um, I won't tell you the story, but basically it's John Mills has got the mm. top billing, but it's Hayley Mills' first role, and she got a, the, a special award at Berlin, the Silver Bear, for it. But what struck me, and I think this is important to say, because the opening shot is set in Tiger Bay in Cardiff, where Horst, yes. Horst Burkholz just gets off his ship. And the first thing he does is he ruffles the hair of a little black boy who's sitting on a wall, he then goes and pushes a black girl on a swing. And this film really preempted the British New Wave, which started with films like a couple of years later with Saturday Night and Sunday Morning, A Taste of Honey and A Kind of Loving. And I really liked it for that. And I was totally gripped by it. And good old Haley. Uh, the only thing, the only, my only problem was the score by Laurie Johnson, which I would take off the soundtrack and i think okay. we'd have a, a nice little masterpiece right Mark, Johnson, masterpiece. yes he used to be a big tv composer didn't he? anyway james uh, we are sadly out of time so yes antebellum again and tiger bay but clearly free guy is your recommendation of the week my thanks to james cameron wilson there he will be back with more business to film the same time next week we all go a little mad sometimes Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! We robbed banks. I'll be back.